0: Hi, everyone. I'm Rita Garwood. I'm Editor-in-Chief of Monitor, and today I am joined with by Andrew Blacklock. Andrew is Vice President of Strategy and Product Development at Cisco Capital. Andrew, thanks so much for being here today.
1: Rita, thanks so much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to talking with you over the next few minutes.
0: Me too. So today we're going to be talking about technology and an outlook for 2022. So as everybody knows, the last two years have been super disruptive just for everyone and everything. Can you just give us an overview of how the technology, equipment, and software space has fared during this time?
1: No, Absolutely. So let me just start with our sort of standard corporate disclaimers. These are all my opinions and don't necessarily reflect the opinions of Cisco or Cisco Capital. But you know, as I look back at the last couple of years from what I would call a vendor captive lens, You know, a couple of themes emerged. I think as we went into the last few years, we were concerned about what does that mean? I think we felt like demand would stay strong for payment solutions, but we were anticipating a lot of disruption in our portfolio around uh, with customers having challenges meeting their payment obligations. It's interesting as we look back, One of those came true, another did not come true, right? We saw demand stay strong. And I think one of the things that we saw was driven by a couple of things. What our customers told us and what we call with our customers and our partners is one, there was really strong demand for payment solutions around software subscriptions. Customers over the last few years really embraced cloud delivered software options, software subscriptions or services subscriptions. So from us, from a business perspective, that was a prime growth area. Secondly, Technology purchases remained really strong as customers tried to focus on modernizing their network as they quickly pivoted to this hybrid environment. And so we saw equally strong growth and demand within our hardware payment solutions as well. And I anticipate as we go forward, we're going to see those continue. Those trends are going to continue continue to have interest in software solutions and then continue to have interest in uh, uh, hardware as well, especially in the collab space as customers continue to pivot to enabling their their employees to be as hybrid as possible. And then the the piece I mentioned lastly is we really didn't see the disruption in our portfolio that we were anticipating as we went through. And that allowed us to continue to lean in and help customers as they look to acquire hardware and technology solutions. So there's my my quick summary of what I think the last two years is and a little glimpse into what's gonna happen in the future.
0: Super helpful, thank you. So I took a look at the Equipment Leasing and Finance Foundation's 2022 Economic Outlook report, and that indicated that by year-end 2021, investment in technology had eased since the beginning of the year, and that growth should remain positive in 2022. Do you agree with that assessment, and why or why not?
1: Yeah, so once again, I'm terrible at prognosticating. I seem to get it wrong more often than I get it right, but I, I do agree with that. As we look forward, I think that we're going to continue to see really strong interest and growth within the payment solutions around software. I think that customers are really leaning in to embrace software subscriptions, cloud-delivered solutions, and and as well. As I look on the equipment side, I think I'll temper that a little bit in saying that while I see it still see growth, and especially as customers look to optimize their networks. I do feel like the supply chain challenges that we're seeing across the industry potentially could delay those from happening. So I look at that more as a timing issue versus a negative growth item. I think that demand is there. It's as that when that demand will be realized over time. I think that's as I look out over the rest of the year.
0: So we're hearing a lot about the Internet of Things and its application for lenders and lessors. Can you talk about why IoT is becoming so important?
1: No, absolutely. So, so so our thoughts, and I think we validate this with our customers and partners, is as we look at IoT at the big picture perspective, what we hear is a lot of devices at the edge, many, many more devices at the edge than we traditionally have thought about. And I think what that means for financing companies, especially equipment financing companies, is a need to be able to handle at scale large amounts of smaller value devices. And so I think where the companies that are gonna be successful in this space and capturing this space are companies that one, have really robust asset management capabilities and can, can bring those to bear as a value add to their customers and their partners. I think two, Companies that are willing to lean in and partner with their customers and potentially partner with vendors on tech refresh programs to allow our customers to do that at scale in an economically attractive way is something else that I think will be equipment companies will be successful if they're able to do that. And then lastly, one of the things we hear a lot from our customers is sustainability. Hey, we would like to be able to ensure that the assets that we're, we're using are are disposed of in environmentally friendly and, and environmentally friendly and sustainable way. And I think so asset management, I mean, asset management, technology, finance element of really having a robust and a philosophy around how you are going to address sustainability, I think will be important. So I think companies that do those three things are going to be really successful with this emergence of a large number of devices at the edge, especially around the smaller dollar amount.
0: Makes a lot of sense. I want to go back to what you said about asset management. Um, how is how how is it different today than in the past? Like, what do companies need to be be keeping aware of um, for
1: effective think, asset management? I think it depends. I, I think, and 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 we'll probably touch on this throughout. Is that customer experience? I think you know historically you know oftentimes you get asset management you get delivered in an excel spreadsheet here's all your assets what are, what are you going to do with it and I think it's really now about how do you communicate that information to the customer in a really efficient and user-friendly way and allow the customer to initiate changes to those assets in a very easy and user-friendly way. And I think it's about how do we do that at scale in a very positive way. And and that just requires the technology investment and the willingness to make that investment and build that flexibility into their systems.
0: It makes a lot of sense. So technology has been evolving at a really rapid pace for a while. Um, in your opinion, what does the technology setup look like at companies that are on the leading edge of change?
1: Yeah, so so I don't I don't think there's any magic here, but I think when I look at this, the first thing I would say is, put aside the technology, it's the philosophy that's at that company related to technology. And I think a couple things are critical. The first is, a willingness to invest in technology especially in technology that might not be core to your current run the business activities building that future capabilities that you know our customers are needing i think too and this is really hard is a willingness to pull some of your best and brightest out of their annual day their day jobs and devote them to ensuring the technology implementations that you're putting in place are what your customers and partners need. And I think it's really taking that customer and partner first mindset, but how do you make that technology platform that you're putting in place deliver an optimal experience to them? And then, and then another key point is data. You know, A lot of us have a lot of data. It's about making sure you have that data, but that you can use it and have the data accessible to the decision makers in a timely manner so you can monitor your business and adjust very quickly. And so... I don't think there's one platform out there that's better than everyone else. I think the companies that are going to be successful are those that invest in technology, embrace technology, and then also ensure that their resources are applied to implementing and optimizing that technology as they go forward.
0: So I had a follow up to the question before. You didn't specify any technology that was on the leading edge, but let's say um, a financial services company um, wants to just make sure that they are having a baseline of technology. What is absolutely table stakes when it comes to technology for financial services companies today?
1: I think it's a couple of things. And and I think for first and foremost is that experience that you're delivering to your par- customers and partners. What does that interface look like? And I know, and, and what, whether you want to call it UX or UI, but having that really thoughtful approach to what your UX and UI is, because that's the customer's first entree into their experience with you outside of people. And what we're also learning is you know, the, the the decision makers who make payment solutions are evolving, both from a, a, a generational perspective and where they sit in the business. And oftentimes those users only experience with financing is their consumer financing, which honestly, they don't even want to talk to a person, right? They, they are just looking to have that experience delivered them through a web portal or an app on their phone, and so I think as we as we as our business and equipment financing evolves, embracing sort of that uh, philosophy of delivering an, a way for our customers to connect with us in the way that works for them. For some of them, that's a personal interface. For some of that, that's 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 an electronic interface. And so I think if I was if I was designing or I was saying to my team, what's the most important things we need to focus on from a technology perspective today? First, one is hey, what is that optimal user experience that we're delivering to our customers and partners? And then I think the other one is just making sure your technologies talk to each other in a really efficient manner. So, you know, I know from us as, as a business, we have a CRM tool, we have a credit tool, we have a front end tool, we have a, a leasing tool, you know, a accounting tool, we have an asset management tool. If those tools aren't super connected and super talking to each other, we are not as efficient, right? We, we take longer, we don't have access to the data. It's tough for us to do that. And then the last thing I would say is don't customize. Try to stay as out of the box as possible because that will give you the optimal flexibility to the business. Too often we build our systems around the process that we do and our processes are gonna change. Our products are changing. And if our systems aren't able to evolve with that, that leads to a real issue in the future. And so it's something that we focus on. It's hard to do, right? Because oftentimes the cheaper and easier solution is, let's just put in place what we have today, but and let's hard code that in. But I think if, if as a discipline, and this probably gets back to what is a successful company, is having that discipline to make sure that you build flexibility in and you don't lock yourself into a narrow path because that will create issues for you in the future.
0: That's really good advice. So what are your expectations for 2022 when it comes to structures for technology equipment and software are customers these days more likely to purchase equipment outright with a loan sign on for a set lease term or engage in a pay-per-use
1: model No absolutely so once again you know this is my prognostication take it with a grain of salt I think I, I think what what customers are looking and will decide is that different structures meet different needs And I think one of the things that we're seeing, and I'm very close to our companies uh, as a service or consumption offerings. And I think what customers will see is I think we're going to see a lot of customers lean in very quickly to those offerings to explore what the benefits they are in providing them. And then over time, they'll realize that that is a great solution for a certain type of technology situation and outcome. And that a lease is a great solution for a different type of outcome and a loan is a different solution. And so what I think we'll see is with everything that will balance out over time, but my personal view for this year is I think uh, a couple of things. One, I think customers are going to lean heavily into fair market value solutions as they try to invest in their network, but also manage their technology obsolescence as they go forward and ensure that they've got a sustainable approach to how do they manage those assets as they want to refresh at the future date. So I I feel we're going to see growth and interest in that solution. Similarly, I think we'll see growth and interest in in, in a pay-as-you-use solution, right? I think that's something that customers are going to loop with. And, And I think we saw similar to what we saw with AWS and other providers, people lean in heavily and then they sort of balance it as it goes forward. It's a great solution for certain elements. And then a financing is a great solution for other elements as well.
0: So my next question, you already touched on this a little bit in in the discussion, but given the fact that technology is evolving so rapidly, what happens to your customer's equipment when it reaches the end of its useful life? Um, I know that Cisco has set goals to reduce environmental impact and contribute to the circular economy. How does Cisco Capital come into the mix when it comes to those efforts?
1: Right. And and I think, you know, this is a value that any equipment finance company can provide to their end customers. I think captives probably are in a little bit of an advantage because of our tight partnership with our manufacturer. But I think from a Cisco capital payment solution perspective, just touching on the real value of the FMV solutions that you can provide to your customers and having a very clear plan for how do you handle those assets that we come back. So Cisco Capital is part of has Cisco has committed to how we're going to make sure those assets are disposed of in an environmentally appropriate manner or put back into the circular economy by leveraging the refresh capabilities that we have in Cisco Refresh to refurbish those products and put them back in. And I think that that partnership of both being able to provide your customers a way to economically return those assets and then having the capabilities you have within the company that Cisco Capital and Cisco do is to take those assets and as appropriate refresh them and put them back out for other customers to use or dispose of them in a manner that is environmentally appropriate. So I think that's that's a great benefit and I, you know while I I want to you know highlight Cisco's commitment to this I think all equipment finance companies are going to go down this similar path to be able to provide this benefit to their customers because this is what our customers are asking us for across the board.
0: Yeah, we're seeing a lot more of it um, over the last couple of years, which is great. So that was the last question I had for you. Any final thoughts we wrap this up?
1: You know, first off, just a thank you. You know, it's great to be here. I've been reading the Monitor for a really, really long time. So it's nice to see my name out there. So I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. and, And I'd love to at any time in the future to talk more. So thank you very much.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's great to hear that.